The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to episode 200 of Video Games to the Max. We should have probably been at 200 a long time ago, <laughs> but uh, we finally made it. Uh, the idea was to record the night of the Nintendo Direct, but that didn't happen. Then my daughter got sick and then stuff happened. So we are recording uh, tonight, but thankfully in that time I played a lot of games. Mark has also played uh, quite a few games that... Uh, You've we'll talk also. about. Yeah, that you've also played. It helps. Maybe that's been happening. Uh, so, anything uh, anything happening with you? Not really. Hoping to buy another Dragon Dagger soon. Those are uh, always neat to have. Uh. Uh, well, I mean, of course, we are the official... Games podcast at w2net.com and we are in association with forwardmedia.com and last word on life as well. You can uh, follow me at wtimson and Mark is at humanity plague. And of course, you know, if you've heard our podcast before and you want to uh, give us a nice little review on iTunes, that always helps. Go search video games to the max and give that review or that five stars or whatever it is you feel like. Uh, we deserve there. Uh, maybe you're checking us out on video on YouTube here. Uh, so we appreciate uh, that as well. Or on uh, one of the various sites that I just uh, talked about. So a lot of stuff uh, to get into. Before we talk about games, though, before we talk about some nice rosy stuff. Sadly, we got to talk about big layoffs. Big layoffs at... Uh, a major jointed company that announced record revenues, but then also laid off 800 people. More than and, that at this point. Yeah, more than that at this point. I don't know if the French Blizzard ones count as separate, or they count as part of that? Because that I, was I 100... think they're separate, but I mean they announced it like a week or two later, or like a week later. Yeah, I think they officially haven't been let go yet because of French labor laws. That takes a while, apparently. But give it time. Supp- supposedly they're going to let go 134 of the 400 people that they have on staff. So yeah. that's not great. <sighs> it's look, uh, the games industry has a bad. It's a ha- It's just the way it is with the game industry. You have jobs moving. Uh, you know, constantly. There's a constant flow of, you know, the big companies, they tend to retain people, but, you know, some of the, you know, even the big companies, when they crunch up for a game, you'll add staff, then you'll remove staff. Some people get to stay on, some get to go, and then they have to, they might even have to go to a different country or whatnot, but some of these people that got affected at Blizzard and Activision have been there for years. Uh, In fact, the... Blizzard PR guy 
well, one of the Blizzard PR guys, the one that uh, gave us the World of Warcraft code uh, last year, he was let go. And he'd yeah. been there for, I think, what, 12 years? Somewhere between 12 and 15 years. And, you know, to think somebody that had been with that company that long, uh, just because of what Blizzard's going through, right? They, there's an announcement of they have no huge game coming out in 2019, but they've been told to ratchet up production on games. Uh, that's why they're making all these mobile games and everything else. You know, it could help yeah. if Blizzard got it the hell away from Activision. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, could they at this point? No, because I think yeah. Activision technically owns Blizzard. Yeah, so uh, that's the problem. You know, we've talked about how Activision is now kind of seeping into Blizzard as far as, you know, what they want them to focus on. They've already, you know, like I said, wanted to rack up the production of games. So this meant that PR people, publishing people, uh, people that weren't in the development side got affected the most. Um, you know, Destiny, they just lost Destiny 2, or, De you know, Destiny period, uh, so they had people go coming to work that used to work for Destiny that a lot of them got let go, and that also worked at High Moon Studios and everything else. Man, it's just it's sad to to see all this happen for for all these people. It makes me really question uh, why they gave Destiny two away during Christmas, like it was some like last ditch effort. I think that's what it was, really. They were trying anything they could to get people to be playing Destiny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think by that point, I think the in, the negotiations had already been happening. And maybe Activision was like, oh, let's just whatever, try to get what we can out of it before we I let mean, it go off to Bungie. I mean, you want to know the really sad part is, at this point, Blizzard has more franchises than Activision. Activision has Call of Duty and Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty technically crashed and spiral or reunited yeah, but, or I mean, yeah, but they're not gonna make another one. I mean they already just, they just mined those games out for you know, re releases. I mean Crash Team yeah. Racing will probably do okay, but it's not gonna, you know, sell twenty million units or something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is, I also got to think about Blizzard's esports got hit the hardest uh, as well. I, well. Think, I mean, they're, I think they're kind of stagnating, or I mean, if not losing people, because, I mean, this battle royale stuff or Fortnite is taking off somebody. Well, yeah, that, I mean, they had the, the Heroes of the Storm, all of a sudden get cut. You know, and I mean, from what I've heard, uh, not Overwatch, uh, Hearthstone probably next. Yeah, I think all of it is starting to get cut because they're the biggest proponents that they had of esports are now gone. And I think like you know, StarCraft Two might probably stay around, but it'll be smaller. I mean, yeah, and it'll be, and then that's more of that's starting to get outside of the that's like. Outside of the country, you know, U.S. thing, it's more of a. I mean, that kind of always was. But yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, they decided, you know, if we go back to what you were saying with 
Activision and what they have is they have three studios dedicated to Call of, Call Duty. of Duty. And then they have like a few ancillary studios that support that, like Raven, I think, does that too. Well, they have Sekiro coming out. Or Se- I'm just going to say Sekiro. I'm sorry if that's the wrong way you pronounce that like game. That, the, from Software uh, Game? Yes, but they're publishing it. Yeah, but that's publishing. That's so. not developing. They're getting money out of it, though. So, I mean, you know, they let the... The Guitar Hero basically is I mean, they it's dead again. <laughs> they they canceled the online service that had most of the songs, so they started uh, re uh, refunding people. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I didn't think that they would do something like that, but that's when, nice, I guess. When I heard it's a bummer, because like, I mean, I know you're a big Rock Band Four guy, but yeah people compared those two and people see, a lot of people seem to like Guitar Hero Live more. Yeah, they just didn't keep supporting it. That was the problem. Whereas yeah. even though Rock Band's only getting two songs a week, they're still supporting it and making... Well, I think Guitar Hero had like, I mean, they had that live channel thing, but they had like also right. like a pass. Like, you know, spend five bucks or whatever and you can listen, you can play any song you want for 24 hours. Right, so right. Rock Band should have had, you know, a decade ago. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that that's their problem, is the DLC model. I mean, it's $2, and the so- they only put out two songs a week, and, I mean, I only buy songs every now and then. I mean, they release, like, two heart songs that are, you know, awesome, and then I'll go, like, maybe a month without, you know, if something else comes out, so... It's it's not as frequent as it used to be. They know it. They're basically just keeping it alive for the people that are playing it. And I guess yeah. that's cool, you know. Um, I mean, they let Skylanders kind of die that's off. Gone. Yeah. Um, you know, Tony Hawk has been dead. And they salted the earth with that with him. You know, Geometry Wars. They decided not to really bring that back either. Um, Geometry yeah. Wars Three was a weird game. Yeah, so it's, like you said, uh, you know they they lost the Marvel license, the Transformers license. Uh, so, yeah, when you sit there and look at their games from the past, I want to say five years or so, it falls into those categories. I mean, trying to bring back Pitfall, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, that's what they did for the most part was a bunch of licensed games, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles, all Nickelode- a bunch of Nickelodeon stuff. Yeah. And you're going so- – I mean, to their credit, Call of Duty is still doing Call of Duty numbers. But it's still not as big as it once was. Um. I mean, clearly, because they they all but said it underperformed. So. so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still number two. Yeah. I mean, but it's if you have these lofty expectations every year, which to their credit, they did announce that the new the one that's coming out this year it's going to have single player. But. Good, I might actually buy it then. <laughs> uh, but they were saying that because it's not Black Ops, which is the 
franchise of Call of Duty that does the best, they're expecting it's not going to do as well. So maybe that will help them in the long run or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends what era the new game is set in or what unique hook it has. Yeah, honestly, I'm sitting here going through the list of games, uh, like franchises that I don't know that they have anything that they could just bring out of the mothballs. No, I mean, they really don't. I mean, Blizzard has, I mean, it may not be doing too well, but they have Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo, you know, the big three. Yeah, exactly. Blizzard has... That's why they're making Blizzard make more games because they know that Blizzard has the franchises that can get people to to buy games, whether it's mobile, whether it's you know expansions, you know for Hearthstone, which is probably one of the reasons why Hearthstone's had so many expansions. Uh, people are. I mean, but Hearthstone is kind of stagnated too. Like that's oh yeah, for sure. Like. Activision's whole model is running something into the ground. And that's sort of what they do. And then, like, the metas, not just that the meta stagnating, people are starting to go to other games. Luckily, I think for them, Artifact didn't pan out. Yeah. Or it looks like it didn't. Um, Gwent is there. Not the same thing. Cause yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty story based. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that's. I mean, there's a few Steam other card games, but no one... I think the Magic game does fairly well. Yeah, I think most of the ones that people are playing right now are sort of mobile-based. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, it's... At the end of the day, it's... Uh, number one, it's awful for these people that... The only ones that kind of knew anything were the ones that were... I mean, to be fair, it's a legal thing. Right there's it's called a quiet time where they can't say anything. Yeah. Um, not every job. Like luckily for me, when when that happened, they had to let us know that the store was closing. Yeah, but um, it's not like. Well, yeah. I mean, when you got laid off from Kmart, it's not like the series CEO was like, "Oh, this is our best year ever." Like, you got laid no. off and the store is closed because the company was in you know trouble. Right and. That's what, when you think about it, though, when you look at it, I mean, the the Destiny people, I don't know that everybody could have been safe because how many studios do they really have to be able to put all those people in? And again, most of those people were not game devs. Yeah. You know. um, But I think it's it's funny when they say, like, oh, we, we just laid off 800 people, but hey... Game developers come work for us. It's like, right, yeah. Are you your damn mind? Like, no way would I work for you. I, I mean, the nice thing is that game industry tends to take care of each other, and there was all, oh, already yeah. immediately people saying, "Hey, here's a huge Google Doc of everybody that's hiring." The problem is that for all the ones you have in the California area, you have so many other ones that are like in other countries where yeah, that's the whole thing of you uprooting your entire family and saying, I may not even speak this language, yeah, but that's like, the job I got. Hanging out in the Czech Republic, going to work for, you know, some Russian or 
quasi-Russian studio. <laughs> yeah, or Sweden or Norway or Spain yeah. or whatever. It's like it's not always simple just to go to the next thing. And it's I mean, it's nice that they got severance packages or whatever, but this is why people, you know, you can say what you want about unions. Unions don't guarantee that this wouldn't happen. It's just capitalism and this is going to happen and it sucks. Um, but unions would make it to where they get a seat at the table to where it wouldn't be this bad. Yeah. And you would know about it way beforehand as well. You know, so uh, I hate having to talk about sad news, but I wanted to kind of get out of the way instead of like go back and forth between, you know, talking games and big news and then having to go into the sad stuff. So moving on uh, from that, heart goes out to all those people that lost jobs. Hopefully they find uh, work uh, relatively uh, quickly. Or they form like new blizzard or something. <laughs> I mean, we've already seen Telltale uh, devs form the ad hoc studio and they kind of want to go into the Bandersnatch yeah. uh, route. So uh, they really believe in that, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of people made a big deal about, you know, Bandersnatch and people in the film industry that had that don't play games were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And you're sitting there going, yeah, we've seen this a bunch, <laughs> you yeah, know? I mean, they're they're just idiots that don't yeah. focus on their specific, you know, job or whatever. So they have no concept of, you know, choose your own adventure or whatever legal term they're going to call it now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's I played it, watched it one time. I thought it was kind of neat, um, you know, so uh, to to do that while you're on Netflix, um, as far as, you know, being this super intuitive thing, you know, we, we've been doing that for years in games, so it's not anything new. But, it should have yeah. they should have had a pop-up saying, this person will remember this. <laughs> That would have been uh, the culmination. So let's just let's just do that in there. But um, yeah, so we've been playing. So I'll be right up front. Uh, we didn't get codes for the big three, and I just haven't had time to play Crackdown three yet. I have Game Passes. I haven't had time to play it. But uh, the other ones, uh, I'm still waiting to hear back on Anthem. The other two, we did not get codes for, and to be honest, when you have other games that you're already playing for review or whatever, it's hard to sit there and go, let me spend $120 on games that are not getting are, – are, are mediocre or, or average or whatever. Yeah, because you know? nominally, I mean, I'd be pestering you for Fall – or not Fall uh, – for Far Cry or maybe Anthem, but the reviews haven't been great. And yeah. I have had no interest in playing them. I mean, the game I pester you about is some weird painter first-person game. Yeah. Not, not Anthem or Me Metro Exodus or something. Yeah, it seems like Anthem just has a lot of design issues that they need to figure out. Um, I mean, it's not as dire as Fallout 76, at least, but yeah. It's stuff that I think they can fix over time. It seems to be especially problematic on PC 
and it has like issues with warping, like you're trying to start a mission and it warps you in and you have no idea where yeah. you are, where you are in the mission. Uh, the place where you start at is very slow and your people walk really slow and um, it doesn't deliver the story very well either. So um, it, hopefully Bioware can get that fixed. I'm sure it will still sell well. But I'm wondering if it's going to be deemed a success by EA or not by the time, you know. I, I can assure you that it won't be. <laughs> you know, I think that Metro seems to be like they made it too big. As the big thing I keep seeing is like it's too big and takes away from what makes Metro great. And Well, I mean, it's not yeah. literally not set in the Metro anymore. Like, you know, you're in a big open world. <laughs> So, yeah. It's, I mean, I saw was Jim Sterling talking about he kept running into stuff. Yeah. Constantly. Um, Crackdown 3 seems to just be more Crackdown, which if you like Crackdown, then, you know. I'm, I mean, I do, yeah. but I like Crackdown 12 or yeah, 12 years ago, not. <laughs> uh, I also think that it was kind of week for all this time you've been waiting and then the multiplayer isn't really the multiplayer at launch either. I mean, the fact uh, you get two executables when you download the thing is kind of sketchy. Yeah, that too. Far Cry it seems to be more Far Cry. Uh, it There's a lot more to look at. Uh, yeah, it's from, more colorful, but that's about it. Uh, I mean, that being said, if you like Far Cry, then I'm sure you already... Uh, paid the money uh, for that. Uh, the two that we're going to talk about that are fairly recent, obviously Jump Force also came out this week. Both of us have been playing it. I don't know exactly where I am because it doesn't really have chapters. Well, it just... The story is bad. <laughs> the story is all over the place. Like, I think you asked me how to start the story... And it's like, I, I responded with, like, I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, you have to go. Okay, number one, the, the bad thing is the, the hub world is ridiculously big for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, like, it's, they try to paint it as like a social space or something, but I only see 20 people running around at any given time. Well, I mean, to be fair, if you choose to play online, which I did when I was playing in a couple of hours ago. Oh, so do I. Yeah, but... There's... I mean, well, because when I first played it, I chose to play offline, and there was nobody, like, a couple of people that were obviously, like, NPCs that yeah. they stuck there. When you go online, you'll see people running around like it was an MMO, and they'll, they'll be on, like, you know, there's one that's on the Going Merry, and there's stuff that's in, like, Freeze's little pod thing, and, and they're running around yeah, yeah. everywhere. But you know, it serves no purpose. Yeah, I know. It's just to make the thing look more lively than it actually is, which doesn't I mean, really help make it better. I don't better. know if you ever played it. Did you ever play uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse? No. It's, it's the exact same system. Like a oh, whole, really? like, world lobby system that's separated into, like, sectors or, like, sections. Yeah, and I, and I don't understand what the point of the teams are when the teams last for, I think, like, five minutes before they the director goes 
oh, the teams don't matter now. Yeah, we're well, just going to go help each other so do this. The way the game, way the game st- starts is you play it like a human, and you get rocked by Frieza. And I think, like, Goku gives you superpowers from this, like, cube. Yeah. And then you, you join the Jump Force, which is, like, all these Jump Worlds, what do they call Like, Dragon Ball and uh, One Piece from Naruto. And then, yeah, like, you're told to... You can join a team of Alpha, Beta, and Gamma. And, like, Alpha is, like, the Warriors. Beta is, like, the intellect ga- or the intelligence gatherers. And Gamma is, like, spies. But it yeah. doesn't mean a damn thing in the game. No, it doesn't really. It's just who goes with you on certain missions and uh, whatever. Like, the first mission in the game, it's not really spoiling anything. It happens in, like, the first ten minutes. Uh, Vegeta is the first one that gets. So there's this organization of like villains that have the dark versions of the cube, yeah, and if sure. your heart has any kind, it's almost like Kingdom Hearts, I swear. Yeah, so they're basically corrupting people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so they corrupt Vegeta, and Trunks is technically on Naruto's team. So Trunks and Naruto go to Planet Namek. And that's the only time that you hear something about the teams because Naruto has to give Trunks permission to go to Planet Namek. Yeah, and, and then once uh, you unlock Vegeta, he joins he joins a completely different team from Trunks. Yeah, and it's like okay, uh, but the actual fighting isn't great either. I like the fighting. Um, well, yeah, seems... I agree with you that it's kind of. All over the place again, like uh, it's really, it's really brain dead easy until mm-hmm. like the AI difficulty spikes for like no reason, and then you just block everything and you know throw them because that's unblockable. Uh, and I mean, I had a problem with like sometimes the block button doesn't work. Yeah, the controls seem a little. I mean, I'm I'm on PC and you're on Xbox One. The yeah. controls seem a little laggy in spots. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's times where the block will work great, and I get to block the the whole super move, which is weird. And then, like, I can't block a freaking a bunch of punches. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, there's no reason this is, should be a team game, because you have three people on a team, and they all share the same life bar. I think that was, like, their one way to make it different than Marvel vs. Capcom or whatever, or, or Fighters. And I kind of get the idea so you don't have to manage a bunch of light bars or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what's the point of the team then? Does that be a one-on-one fighter? Technically it is. I mean, they also, my hero did the same thing. You all have one light bar and you you can have people come in for assists or whatever. I think one Um, of the, uh, Naruto games did the same thing also, and maybe Xenoverse too, for all I know. I mean, it works in practice. Like, the fighting is fun uh, for a while, and like you said, until, like, it took me forever to... I got to the part where you meet uh, the main villain that has the... that's apparently the one that's shooting out the, the cubes. Yeah. Um, not the the girl on Namek, the other guy, Kane, or Yeah, with the evil book uh, or whatever. Yeah, like, the uh, the dude that's, that's like, uh, 
Yusuke's brother from Yu Yu Hakusho, you have to fight him like four times or whatever. And I understand that each time he's supposed to get harder, but it's like it just spikes on the last one where I'm like, holy crap, this is ridiculous. It took me like five, six times to beat him because he he has like a uh, freaking super attack where he grabs you and then subs your face on the ground and it takes away like half your health. Yeah. And I'm like, holy, I'm like, Jesus, I can't, I can't do any, let alone like trying to uh, escape or like block the continuous punches, whatever. He does that one move and half my health is gone. I was like, I can't even do that with like two of my, special moves (laughs) yeah certain moves seem vastly overpowered or underpowered uh like the um i have that son one of the sanji kicks as one of my specials and that thing takes out like half health but then i do like a kamehameha or whatever and it doesn't do jack yeah it barely hit i mean it barely hits and then when it does it does like five percent damage yeah i mean that's if they don't block it which they seem to be able to block it all the time. Also, so. I find the economy in the game to be super weird. Yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah, like well, you you start off with a few moves, like the Kamehameha and some Gara Sand thing. Yeah, if you want to buy like a special move that you you know like Vegeta's Big Bang or something. It's like seven thousand gold, and you well, start like off with like thousand is for the. Big specials and then three thousands for the like regular specials. Yeah. yeah. And I think you start off with like ten thousand gold. Yeah. Like if you're doing story missions, you get maybe like forty. A thousand gold or. I mean, no. On PC, well, on PC, yeah, it's barely anything. Yeah. You're not getting it. I, I mean, I think overall my problem is that it seems to, not to mention like the character models or. It's ugly. Stiff and ugly, and they barely move their mouths. So, like, here's big, ass, here's big Goku, and his little bitty mouth moves, and like nothing else on his body moves. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. I found <laughs> the voice acting to be kind of bad. Well, I mean, it's all Japanese, so there's I no mean, dub. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it's fine. Right, like for Jeff, but it's like they're just they're just talking about random crap that a lot of times makes no sense, or like the one time they'll they'll make references to somebody else, like Naruto being freaked out that Vegeta's Trunks' dad, or um, also the Kingdom Hearts, also the like the thing everybody's all up in arms about. Guys, stop it, like. You can say Deku's being racist if you want to, or whatever about Piccolo, but I think some people are just trying to find reasons to be offended. Uh, like, just stop it. Um, but yeah, I, look, if you really love all the manga characters, you probably already bought this. Um, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you got the key for, like, your, yeah. or, you know, for yourself. Adam gave me the key. He was like, have fun. And I loaded it up and I was like, I know Dragon Ball, uh, the main One Piece dude, main, well, Naruto, uh, and Yu-Gi-Oh! And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually yeah, really good in that game. But, um, 
I was surprised too. I thought he'd be kind of a crappy. I, actually, one of the characters I like using a lot is uh, Boa Hancock or whatever because she's a lot of her moves are really powerful. Uh, but I mean, she's also one of the three female characters in the game, which that's been made a big deal of. Uh, which you know you can make a big deal of it, but at the end of the day, it's shown in jump, which is geared towards boys. Yeah, pretty male dominated. Uh, you know, there's also DLC if you want to add Nami or Robin or um, uh, Sakura or whatever you can. Uh, there's just they only added 40 characters to start with. Most of them are going to be, you know, the main. And- yeah, added in later. Like, they didn't even have, like, Gohan in the in the game. Yeah, that or, was like, weird. Majin Buu. Like, these are, like, pretty important Dragon Ball characters. I was surprised they had four Bleach guys because Bleach got canceled in the manga before they finished it because people weren't reading it. Um, uh, you know, Naruto I expected to have a lot. You know, One Piece got a lot that's expected to. It's one of their banners that's still going. Um you know, but some of the ones I'm just kind of like, all it's right. Funny. Yu-Gi-Oh has one. <laughs> well, I mean, he really is just that one. Like, what, what they about can put little, in there, but I mean, that's or like his little buddy. I mean, those two for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Joey, he doesn't really have powers though. Yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that lights in there, and he. He's just there to be an ass, so uh, I just thought it was fine. Like Ryuk apparently is talking to Light, so that's why he doesn't voice, which is still weird. But yeah, I, I mean, like overall, I don't think that Gem Force is great. Um, again, the fighting's fine. Just everything else about the game is just wasn't done well i mean i have more issues even with the fighting so it's less average for me yeah i haven't gotten far enough to be bothered with it by now but i'm sure by the time i get to like this set of missions that i just got to i'm gonna be tired of it i at least think it's better than like dissidia i mean i don't know how much that's saying anything well when you play dissidia like that was a that was a way more confusing mess in this game. Well, yeah, because that, that had no basis to go on. They were just, here's this game where we're going really fast. We're trying to make it an eSport. We're doing too much stuff at once, and it's confusing. And you know. I mean, you say that they literally had two other games to go off of, but they, they didn't do shit. Yeah. It's still kept they, they clung to that stupid armor life bar thing like an anchor. Uh, that annoyed the crap out of me to no end. But so we're both uh, speaking of taking game, you know, having games to take from God Eater Three, of course the third game in this franchise, and also you can sum it up by saying a much faster anime version of Monster Hunter. Yeah, you've actually oh. played way more of this than I have. I haven't really touched it that much. I've played, like, first hour and a half, maybe. Maybe just hour. Yeah, I decided to... Why well, pick the girl for both Jump Force and God Eater? Um, you have to create a character for both games, by the way. Uh, so, 
Which actually, when you get to later in the story, having a female character almost seems like it was that's who they want you to play as, but I'll let you get there. Um, Yeah, so I love the fact that it's really fast. Like, you don't have to put a whole lot of thought into what you're doing other than obviously you have to dodge the the big boss that's in when you get to obviously when you start, there's not bosses in those levels. Um, when you get further along, you start getting like mini bosses, uh, to end the level. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. what do you think of the little that, that you played? I mean, it seemed a little confusing or like overtly confusing in spots, but it seemed fine. Like the last one. Yeah. I, they have a lot of systems in there that I'm not touching. Like, I'm not going to make bullets. So you can make bullets. And, in fact, if you keep playing the game, they'll add, like, where you can add curves to the bullets and you can add all these other different things to them. I don't even use my gun, to be honest. I just melee the whole time. Uh, so I know that that's probably not... What yeah, wait, wait, wait until you hit the twenty fourth mission where it's all bullets or something. Uh, I mean, I'm in like chapter. There's not chapters, but I'm pretty like I want to say almost halfway through, or or like at least a fourth of the way through. I, I don't know what that number when it says story and mine's at like 25 or whatever, if that means 25% or what that means, it is not percent next to it. Um, but either way, like I haven't run into, I'm sure if I was playing on hard, oh, there yeah. might be a reason for me to, I'm playing on like normal. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's probably some difficulty spike eventually. Cause that's what monster hunter did too. Oh, I mean it, it does get like there's mini bosses that will kill you and you like you can die and if the other guy if one of your people doesn't revive you um you have to like you pay a penalty or whatever in your how much you get in the stats at the end yeah uh, i also well i was gonna say I, I like the i the intro of the story we're like a prisoner yeah I mean, that's a a good theme throughout of, like, they're trying to overcome being prisoners to, you know, making their own lot in life or whatever. Um, obviously, your character has special powers that, you know, you'll find out later what why they, you know, yeah. they're important. But, like, yeah, it's – I just like the fact that it's, it's just really fast-paced, action-y. Your care, your AI partners actually are good. They help you. Um, you can like resonate with them so that you can get like special abilities. Uh, like s- one person will heal you um, while you're like paired with them. Another person will like give you like better stats and like they have the burst thing. The burst stuff is really cool. Um, and of course you you have to devour. Use your god eater to devour the um, yeah, the enemy bodies. so that you yeah. get stuff uh, to craft your weapons and upgrade your weapons and stuff. And there's that system is also very uh, complex if you want it to be. Uh, so there's a lot there if you like Monster Hunter and you just thought maybe Monster Hunter had 
was a little bit too hard. God Eater is like a nice like in between. Yeah, uh, there. It's also in the levels I played. The levels seem smaller than Monster Hunters too. Oh yeah, good. they're much smaller. It's like you just go there. It's the same thing every time. That's the only thing I, I would say. It's like it doesn't really change. Yeah. Much. It's the same thing every time. You pick a mission. Yes, the the like levels change, right? Some of them get longer. But it doesn't really matter. You're just going on the map, finding where the enemies are, which it indicates on the little mini map, and then you fight the mini boss and go on, you know. Um Yeah. So I would say, you know, maybe Monster Hunter has a bit more complexity in that, in that it's more of like a lived-in world and it keeps moving along and stuff. Uh, God Eater doesn't have that. So, um, anything anything you want to talk about specifically? Uh, I picked up Sunset Overdrive on PC. It's fun. <laughs> yes, so It's much a little fun. overwhelming in spots, like just having to cognizant about like grinding and jumping but also killing people mm-hmm. uh and i'm still uh hammering away at kingdom hearts so where are you at in kingdom hearts now uh, i just hit frozen world uh i did monster world yesterday or monster you yesterday and i did 100 acre wood today do you like monsters it was okay it was it seemed really short yeah, compared to, well, you're about to hit Frozen, which is going to feel like it's going to take forever. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, but that's the most popular one, probably, so that's why. <laughs> uh, well, and also the Corona felt like it took a long time. That's the uh, Tangled one? Yeah. I thought that was actually fine. Right. Uh, I actually kind of like that one. I kind of like the, the ones that, like, I liked Pirates and Big Hero and... Uh, monsters more than the other ones, but... Wait, you didn't yeah. like 100 Acre Wood? <laughs> it's... For all the half hour it took to play? Yeah, the... To get the... Uh, the Keyblade's fine that you get. It's just kind of weird. There's like, always I had, felt like I... Yeah, yeah. you always had uh, Winnie the Pooh in those games, and it's like, why? <laughs> like, they're fun, well, I at guess. at least the but... first one, Winnie the Pooh, kind of made sense. Yeah. But the second After third, that, they were just like, putting them in there. Yeah. Should have made a Gargoyles world. That would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, you understanding the story at all? Hell no. No, no. If anything, I'm understanding it less. <laughs> that's, always, that's always fun. Uh, uh, and I finally, like, yeah, tell me how to st- upgrade the stupid gummy ship, so as you can tell, the stories aren't explained that well in the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was cool that they added like bosses that just appear for the gummy ship, but other than that, it's it's the gummy ship. Yeah. So. And the only other thing, I haven't, I haven't played it, but I want to play Tetris 99. But I was surprised. I thought you would jump on that. From Well, I don't have Switch Online. Oh, okay. And then also, I'm pretty hesitant to upgrade my Switch, because if I ever want to fuck around with it, I can't. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, they're pat- I... they've been p- patching out exploits, like, left and right. Like, I saw a video, I think, like, 
last week that they got like N64 emulation working on the Switch, like perfectly. Oh wow! But nice. if you have an up-to-date Switch, you can't really access that. Hopefully, they announce that at E3 yeah. or something. Yeah, at least the Super Nintendo, it feels like. I also, I also finished Gears of War four. So what's the final verdict on that? You uh, like it, it was fine. Uh, playing with a friend helped a lot because I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have finished that game if I didn't have him with me. Uh, but it seemed really abrupt and short. Yep. And you're rescuing Marcus for like half the game. <laughs> that too. Yeah. And they and also, had to find a way to put him in there somehow. Well, yeah, but have him, have him be in your party. Like, he gets kidnapped, like, three hours in. The next two hours, you're trying to fight him, or fi- find him. I, I guess they wanted to give you a reason to have to get used to the D characters. So that was their way of saying, well, yeah, the but, old guard's not completely gone. But well, Except for the girl. Like, the two main guys suck. I agree with you. I, I liked the Kate and... Was it Diaz? Because he just crack. He he makes me laugh sometimes with the. Yeah, but like the main guy is like the most. Yeah, JD is the most vanilla dude. Yeah, and it was also funny because me and a friend of mine, my friend, we glitched one of the like sequences in the game. (laughs) Because at some at at some point you get like in a big mech suit. Yeah. Ah. and having to fight like a brumac or whatever they're called now. Uh huh. So we we got the thing down, and it says like press Y to kill it. So my friend pressed Y, but at the same time I like hit it with an airstrike. So it glitched out and became invisible, and then killed us. <laughs> ah! Wow. Because my friend was like, "Wait, what happened?" I was like. Is it dead? And it was like hitting him, and I'm like, I can't see it. Yeah, like I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, you've been playing a lot more games than I have. I'm pretty like just neutral on stuff. Yeah, so I played um, one demo that I'll talk about when we talk about the the Nintendo Direct stuff. Uh, Devil May Cry Five had a demo out. You can play as Reno. Um, I think that's his name. Uh, the one with the short hair. Okay. Uh, well, it's not Dante, and it's not, I don't know who the other person is. Virgil. So, um, like, I think the new thing is the, the arm, like, you have these, like, robotic arm things that, I forgot what they're called. Um, it was the first thing I played before I started playing all these other games. Now I've forgotten what the names of things. But uh, I, I like that like, it's just all free roaming. There's not really any like load times. It's just uh, the chick comes in with the, the trailer or, or the uh, RV. You get out of it. You start killing demons. Uh, you have the arm thing that allows you to like you can even uh, skateboard on one of them, or you can just like shoot like big beams of charge at them and stuff. It's it's really fun. Um, like you fight this big old demon boss at the end, and then the demo ends. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I might 
check out Devil May Cry 5 when it comes out pretty soon here. So, uh, yeah, I've heard Dante's even more fun, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think um, the only Devil May Cry game I actually liked was that DMC game from Ninja Theory. Well, isn't that, like, different than the other ones, though? That's why I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding on hope, at yeah. least. Um, then playing a Senran Kagura Burst Renewal, which is a remaster of the 3DS, the first 3DS game, uh, which also follows the storyline of the first season of the anime, if you want to just watch anime instead of play a game. Uh, it's Senran Kagura, so they know what they are, and they are not afraid to uh, continue to be that. So, you know, boobs everywhere. Um, thankfully, my daughter has not walked in. I'm playing it for review, so I can't really just, you know, thankfully my, I haven't had to explain to my daughter why they're just changing clothes and uh, there's stuff covering, you know, uh, all that. It's like, you know, it, it plays like all the other Santa Kagura games. It's, like, cool to see one of the 3DS games be on PS4 and, and have the same graphics as the Estimable Versus game. Um, so it's like a Misu game with also just an action game because you do get into a bunch of one-on-one -on -one fights that go through having to go and beat the other uh girls from the other, like the evil Shinobi Academy, and then you can go back and actually play the whole game again as the Shinobi. They have like a whole different it's probably the same story arcs just from their perspective. Um, so there's like 41 missions, story missions, and there's free missions, so if you enjoy those games, there's plenty to play through. Obviously it gets, you know, kind of monotonous after a while because they don't they gain different abilities, but the attacking never gets any different. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a Sonic and Gura game. So, if you bought it, it's because you like that series and it is what it is. I mean, if is. you bought it, just buy, get, buy a Gal Gun game and go for it. Right, you can also do that. It's the same publisher. So, uh, also, I'm playing Mages of Australia, which is like a Zelda-like with magic. Um, so, and it has like, basically you, you're a mage that, uh, a female mage, they don't talk. It's all, they make noises. That's the way that they talk. It's all through text. Um, it's like really charming in a way that they way to tell the story. Uh, there's a mad king that outlawed magic. And so you're having to, be the mage that shows the kingdom that mages aren't bad and uh, you're going through and gaining different abilities with your magic and you can put it into the four different uh, magics that are there um, and you can make all sorts of different like cool variations uh, depending on which ones you get by solving puzzles and stuff and sometimes you have to use that magic to solve puzzles. It's really, really neat the way that they did it. It's like I give them so much credit for not only giving you like puzzles you have to figure out manually to get some of the you know different variations on the magic, 
you also then have to use that to solve other puzzles. Um, and, it, you know, it's it's all tied into, like, a neat little package. You go to different little worlds and, and everything else. You're also trying to, like, redeem yourself because you burned down your town by accident. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, like, it's it's really neat. It's, like, you know, a $20 indie game. It's on Switch and on the other systems. Definitely think uh, you should give it a shot. Uh, honestly, if you like uh, Zelda-type games, um, especially if you're, uh, you know, like your magic, because uh, you definitely get a lot of that. Uh, and also, I have the novelization of Resident Evil Zero and One. Um, and basically, I got to the point where I'm at in the book, and then I forgot that I hadn't used an ink ribbon. I used a typewriter when you first get into the room where the typewriter is, and then I forgot to use the ink ribbon because uh, you have to switch between uh, Billy and Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. And Rebecca has the ink ribbons. And I ran into the room where the damn scorpion is. And the scorpion killed me. And then I have to restart the whole game again. It's not very far. Like, literally, I think it's like, took me about, I want to say, 20 minutes to get where I was. But yeah. still, <laughs> it's annoying. Uh, it's it's just interesting to have like going through and reading the novel and then getting through it in the game and how similar they are and how it took eighty pages to get where they are in the that part of the game, but yeah. they fill in a lot of the like story you know and and stuff so it's it's really neat. I think that's the one novelization I didn't read from the Resident Evil because those novels came out like you know, 15 years ago or 20, almost 20 years ago, I think. Yeah. Well, the, the paperback I have since 2013, but maybe because. Oh, no, it came out way earlier than that. I I, I was reading those things in like high school. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's just like the edition that I have. Yeah. Um, the, The author wrote, she started with the Resident Evil one and she wrote, one, two, and three, and then Code Veronica, and she wrote a few, like, in-between in between, that yeah. aren't based on a book. Like, she just kind of pulled it out. And then, uh, yeah, Resident Evil 7, or the book 7, Resident Evil Zero, that's the last book in 2004. Yeah. Yeah, the first book came out in 1998. I'm so, oof. Not so old. I I mean I was in high school when I was reading that thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, so was I. So, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised they didn't have her or somebody do one for Resident Evil Four or something at least. I think. Well, I mean, I think somebody just stopped, uh, or they might have stopped paying her, or they might not have sold also. Right. That too. Also, she checks it. I haven't. I mean, I haven't read that book, but like she takes some liberties in the fiction of the uh, games. Yeah, I mean, it does still follow it oh, yeah. mostly closely for being a book. So, I mean, so they do tell you at the beginning, like, I'm sorry if this doesn't follow the book, the game to a T. There's also like what comics or whatever too. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So. She said between the book, the comics, and the game, there's a lot to go through, and she tried to be as faithful as possible. Yeah. 
So getting into the news now, this is a big rumor, um, and not a lot of the big sites have picked up on it because obviously they're trying to do their own sourcing because you know Jason Schreier would have been right up there putting an Akutaku the minute that this came out, but obviously people are being skeptical because this all comes off of um, a Game Informer uh, journalist, Imran Khan, that was on Kind of Funny Games daily, and he said that there was a Nintendo game that had been canceled. Well, not Nintendo game. There's a game that had been canceled that Nintendo is working with somebody to bring back, and that's all he said. And so Nintendo Insider then published this report that came out yesterday, and he's saying that with his sources that he has, whoever they are, he believes it to be Scalebound, the game that Microsoft canceled in 2017, uh, renewed the trademark for, but then because they couldn't prove what they were going to use it for, canceled the renewal of the trademark. And so... Platinum basically has that game out there for anybody to pick up if they want to. And perhaps because they already do a bunch of stuff in Nintendo, they're doing Bayonetta 3, they're doing Astral Chain, which got announced in the Direct, and could they be doing a third game with Scalebound? So do you care that Scalebound is coming back, and do you think this is real? It might be real. I imagine if it is, it's going to... I mean, pardon the pun, it's going to be a much scaled-down game than the Xbox <laughs> One version was. Like, I doubt it's going to have that four-player online co-op crap. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it has some kind of co-op, because it is a Switch. Maybe two-player. I mean, yeah, maybe two-player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> I like Platinum games well enough. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of scale-down, so... They just got bounced off the game I was really interested in for this year, which is that Grand Blue game. Yeah, I mean, supposedly that's not their fault, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw people, like, when they said, like, oh, it's a canceled game, people were, like, thinking it was like, Mega Man Legends 3. It's like, no. Yeah, I think people were wishing too much there. It would have been really funny if it was Silent Hills. <laughs> That would have been great. Like, just out of nowhere. So, like, Konami just says, hey. to Nintendo. Here you go. That would be awesome, by the way. Just go ahead. Take it, Nintendo. I mean, if it comes out and it's good, sure. If not, no skin off my nose. I never thought that game looked great to begin with. Yeah, it didn't look great when they showed it off at that Final E3 that they showed it off at. Well, that, I mean, that was like that four-player co-op stuff. That looked terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, even besides that, it didn't look, like, impressive or, like, That's noteworthy. what I'm saying. It could be a Switch game because it didn't look like it was just ultra Xbox One ready or anything. Yeah. So, I wonder how much scaling down, if at all, that they really had to do if this is... Uh, you know, true or not. Yeah. A uh, few things I wanted to get to where we get to the actual uh, direct here. So Sean Layden decided that he wanted to do this interview with Game Informer. And this 
didn't really make him look good by the end because he goes on here and says, yeah, we're open for business when it comes to crossplay between PS4 and other consoles. Like, yeah, let's do it. Like, like I don't know why people keep saying that Sony's not allowing it and and whatever. Yeah, let's just do it. So, you know, Wargroove just came out. And Finn Bryce, CEO of Chucklefish, says literally Wargroove is crossplay with every other system except for PS4 because you were told in no uncertain terms is this going to happen. Sean Layden, do you not talk to your own PlayStation account people? Like, you know, why would you go and say this and then I mean, you have... Yeah. He's probably so much higher on the chain that he probably doesn't talk to those people. <laughs> I know, but wouldn't you make sure that that edict had been passed down to those people to go, okay, literally just tell them yes. And, well, also, I mean, yeah. I imagine they're probably still a little sketchy about the whole like cross-platform stuff, especially with those like, rumored Microsoft Xbox Live being on a bunch of, you know, Switch and Android crap and stuff like that. Uh, so, he might say it, but you just never know about, like, developers. I mean, obviously, you know, he also goes on to say that not a lot of people are doing cross-play. Yeah. I think to protect himself. Like, the I next game will probably be, like, Minecraft, I would assume. Yeah, I would think Minecraft would get the okay, but also, like, apparently high-res, you know, they make Smite Paladin to Realm Royale, and they're like, literally all we have to do is flip the switch, and Sony just keeps putting up the wall, like, tear down the wall so that everybody can do cross-play and cross-progression, and Sony's not letting it happen right now. I don't know if they're kind of just stalling, and it'll be their big announcement for PS5, like crossplay with everything. No, I doubt that. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I do feel like at some point in the, whenever those next consoles come out, the crossplay thing is just going to be a formality. And probably, you know, cross progression is actually what's more important. At the end of the day, if, like, if you want to play it... I mean, obviously, crossplay is important for if you want to play with people, you know, you have a PS4, I have an Xbox One, you know, we can play together regardless of the system that we're on. But cross-progression is what's important if, say, you want to go to your friend's PS4 and play, but you started on Xbox, so... Yeah, you know, it is what it, that's the problem that you know Apex Legends has is they can enable crossplay, uh, but they can't do cross progression apparently because it wasn't made with that in mind. I think Epic fixed that like with their Epic account thing. Yeah, for Fortnite, but I'm not quite sure. I mean, I'm not sure if it went through or not, but it is talked about it. But they were talking about fixing it. Yeah, I mean, that's what Sean Layden said, is that the reason why they're now open for business is because Epic made it seem like it's not the big deal that 
uh, Sony was making a theme, and then it seems like they still got the walls going. Also, Sony finally kind of let the cat out of the bag as to why they chose not to be at E3, and they said that basically the ESA has not changed with the times. They're still doing a trade show while also putting way more people in the building and then not changing what the show is. Uh, so Sony just kind of wants to go direct to consumer, and I don't really blame them, honestly. Yeah, but also Sony's lineup this this year is pretty paltry. I don't know. The way Sean Layden talks, though, I think that they have no interest in going back to E3 unless E3 changes. I mean, maybe, but, I mean, E3 will kind of always exist in one form or another. I would agree with that to an extent. I just feel like it's starting to become less and less important. And, like, people are starting to have... Like, all it takes to me, honestly, is Microsoft saying, okay, we're going to do our own thing, and then, like, what's the point of... Unless you're there on the floor to play all the demos, like, what's the point of doing E3 coverage at all from the I mean, outside of that perspective, you know. It's just a big, you know, party or, you know, a big entertainment swell. Yeah, I mean, it's still the, like, go-to thing to know when games are coming out for the holidays. But, I mean, he makes a point that June is kind of too late for the retailers. Like, you got to do this a lot earlier so that they know what they need to put in stores come the holiday season. So, yeah. Yeah, I think Microsoft might get on that ball at some point, too, and we'll, we'll see where uh, that goes. Uh, Hollow Knight's getting a sequel, which I'm all for. I really enjoyed the first Hollow Knight, so... I never played it. <laughs> it's fan. You should, you should play it. It is really, really, really good. Um, this basically t- kind of does the... Uh, Shovel Knight thing, where one of the the big enemy becomes your next character that you play, and that's what you're doing in Hollow Knight Silk Song is you're playing against the main villain. You're playing as the main villain, and you get to do a bunch of like, you know, stuff with her sphere and stuff with the spider webs and all that stuff. It's coming to Switch and PC first, and then the other two consoles later. So. The unimportant consoles. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it came to Switch last, so I think that when it came to Switch, a lot of people started playing it, so I think they're trying to correct that and put it on the indie game system first, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Also, Final Fantasy XV may not be getting any more DLC aside from the Arden DLC, which comes out next month, and the anime prologue is out right now. But you can read all about what would have been in that DLC in a book called Final Fantasy XV, The Dawn of the Future, which is what the entire package of DLC was supposed to be called. That's going to be 2,000 pages long. (laughs) I'm actually interested in reading this because I always wanted that all those DLCs to come out. So then we finally have the full story of Final Fantasy XV, which is so weird. I should say... 
But they should yeah. get uh they should have an audiobook version and have like the the voice actor who plays Noctis read it or something. You know, maybe that could happen. Uh I could see an avenue for Japan at least. I don't know about international, but it's coming out in April for Japan. It's coming out internationally at some point. So I will pick it up when that actually happens. So I won't. You, I'm good. You're good. You're like, ah, whatever. I mean, the story in Final Fantasy 15 is not existent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh-huh. You gotta watch way too many things. <laughs> to get yeah, but just like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> It's like, watch that movie, watch the anime, uh, get, play all the DLC games, like, then that doesn't even get an ending, like, yeah, that's over that. Yeah. Alright, so getting into this Nintendo uh, Direct here that uh, happened on Wednesday, Super Mario Maker 2. It's happening. For but sure. it isn't Super Mario Brothers 2, so fuck that game. Uh, they could add that DLC. No, I'll, I'll actually give this a shot, because I didn't play the Wii U version, because I don't think anyone did, really. Yeah, I played the 3DS uh, version. The, the, I, I was never going to make anything, but yeah. I loved playing the levels that were there. Yeah. Like, I, I probably won't make anything either like i'm just not i'm not creative in that type of headspace right uh the biggest thing is uh you looks like you're going to be able to play two-player because luigi is on the box and they made a point to make that two show up very slowly yeah. um uh, well, i mean, also... everyone just expected it to be like a port of mario maker yeah exactly so. <laughs> and that's cool they Added its own, made it its own thing. Uh, we'll see how much of from the old game comes in. There's also stuff from 3D World with Cat Mario. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the slopes. The, the real thing people would want is like them going like, okay, everything up to this date in Mario Maker One is now in this game as well. I doubt that'll happen, but it'll be yeah, cool. I doubt that'll happen too. But we'll see, Nintendo. Does crazy things sometimes. Yeah. Um, no 3D Mario stuff. No, no. That would be too hard for people to do, I think. I mean, they someone hacked like something to work for like Mario 64, but I think, yeah, it's just too complicated for most people to wrap their head around. Yeah. Uh... I, I mean, I, I still think it's cool that this is coming, and it's coming to Switch, and, you know. Um, another thing, obviously, the big announcement at the end was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. The Game Boy game is getting remade for Switch. No 3DS. Uh, thank God. I mean, look, I don't, I like my 3DS. Well, the 3DS um, is, I mean, they think they said that the 3DS is dying faster than they expected. I said, like, no, it's not. If the 3DS is dying exactly the most people wait, the way most people expect it. Yeah, they have Kirby's extra epic yarn, and then basically Atlas is like the big company supporting it with uh, with the oh god, Etrian Odyssey Nexus that just came out, and then the uh, Persona Q2 
And after that, I have no idea what's coming to the 3DS. So Here's a fun side note. A few nights ago, I ordered a Japanese copy of Zelda Link to the Past for Super Famicom. Hey, that's a great game, so why not? I mean, I already have an American copy, but hey, it was nine bucks. Why not? Are you excited for Link's Awakening? Oh, yeah. I actually like that one That one, a fair amount. Like, I remember playing it as a kid. I, I had, that was has... like my only Game Boy Color game for a long time. I wonder if it would have some of the more screwy systems, like, you know, being able to steal from the shop, and then if you go back in there, you get killed, or... You know, you can unequip your sword and equip more items for yourself or something like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much, if they take anything out. Or, or I do like the art style. Do you like the art style? I thought people were complaining. Oh, it looks fine. It looks like 3D dot game here is actually to me. Yeah. Um, Top down. My, my I guess my question will be like, if are they going to add stuff? Because I mean, I could. Oh, find you know they're going to add stuff. It's Nintendo. I, mean, I could probably breeze that game in like three hours, you know, if I really put my mind to it. Yeah, I think they will. It's it's what Nintendo does. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses got the majority of time, and they have now seemingly turned it into Fire Emblem Persona Harry Potter. I almost fell asleep during that ten-minute-long thing. I'm sort of interested, but I don't want to be the teacher. Like, I don't know how that's going to work, if they're going to, like, there's a story mode where you're the teacher or whatever. Is there going to be a times where you're one of the three houses or how that's going to work? I mean, obviously, they they try to make it more, like, high school-y. Um, you know, the three houses thing seems like a Harry Potter sort of take there I, I, it's cool that this is now on Switch and it's coming out in July now so I got delayed a little bit but I don't know Yeah. Um, it's not one that I'm like I don't think I'm going to buy a day one I'm going to wait are you not going to buy yeah. the $100 special edition? oh heck no heck no they burned me with freaking uh, the last game where I bought that stupid uh, $80 edition, and there's too much going on. Yeah. Never again. Uh, I mentioned Astral Chain. It's the new game from Platinum Games. comes out at the end of August. Uh, it looks really cool. I like it. Uh, it looks like it's got some near, um, like co-op near with some other things mixed in. Um, you're playing as like futuristic cops. I'm down for that. Yeah, that looks cool. I I'm excited for Box Boy coming to Switch. So that's coming April 26th. Box Boy plus Box Girl. Yeah, 270 stages, and you can play as uh, QE. So that's awesome too. If you yeah. want to play with an eye. Might take her a while to figure out how to help me, kind of like the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker stuff, but I'm fine with that. But didn't they show that Unravel 2 was also hitting Switch? Oh, yeah. Yes, that too, but I'm not that excited about that. Huh. 
Dragon Quest Eleven. It's hitting that we knew this was coming to Switch, uh, but it's going to be the definitive edition. Dragon Quest Eleven S. Echoes of an Elusive Age. Jesus, can we get a less ridiculous title? Nintendo. Thank you. Probably not. <laughs> it's uh, going to have both English and Japanese audio tracks, and it has the... I love the 16-bit graphics thing from the 3DS version. Like That might make me want to double-dip. Um, and also that it has the better versions of the music with new music in it because the music was the most annoying part of that game. I kept hearing the same song over and over and over. And I'm like, my God, kill me now. I, I just put it on mute so I don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you did not buy it on the PS4 and we're waiting for it to kind of switch, it looks like it's going to be worth it. Uh, Tetris 99, so, you know, Apex Legends comes out, right, everybody's talking about it, I'm still considering playing it, I don't know if I will or not, uh, Nintendo says, you know what, it's not on our system, but what is that Tetris Battle Royale instead, and this, I played some of it, like, you know, a few games, I'm not great at Tetris, so, I, I think I got to, like, 50th or something. Um, See, I know if I played it, I, could, I would get like number one instantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Stephanie posted in the chat that she got to like number five last I think night. I was saying, like the first time I played it, got number one. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, hey, you know, if you're doing great at it, then it's a really fun game. Like, it's really fun. Like, I'm not a Battle Royale person, but Tetris. Better out is working for me, and you know Nintendo came out last week and said they needed to find ways to make a Switch Online more viable for people because they were worried that people were getting that monthly subscription version, which is eight dollars. Yeah, and make more games that are online Switch Online exclusives like this. You might get more people. It would help. Uh, and also introduce Super Nintendo games. That might help you, too. Uh, I have not played the Damon X Machina demo. I haven't downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. Um, I heard it's mech fighting, so you like Can't that. <laughs> uh, Captain Tochino Tracker is now fully two-player co-op. Um, you can get that right now. And they're going to have DLC which uh, comes out March 14th. Uh, you can actually, if you buy the bundle, you can get the special episode uh, right now. Final Fantasy IX came out immediately. I bought it already, and I'll play it at some point. Um, Which means never. <laughs> no, I'll play it. I don't know that I'm going to play it like the whole way through again because it would be like the third time I've beat the game. But I'll play it. Um it, it's just the mobile PC, PS4 port. It's also $21, so, you know. <laughs> I don't know that everybody's going to be jumping to buy that, but... it's have bought one Okami for that price. It's number, I already bought Okami. Uh, it's number one on the eShop right now, though, so that's a nice indication, I guess. 
that people bought it. Uh, Yoshi's Craft the World demo also came out, which I played that, and it's Yoshi and his Craft the World, and it's really cute, and Anaya really liked it, or watched, liked watching me play it. I think I'm going to let her play because it it's super freaking easy. Um, and it seems like from people that have played a lot more of the game, it doesn't get harder, so... I guess if you want one of those relaxing games on your Switch, that might be it. Yeah. Uh, the I Am Satsuna people, the Tokyo RPG Factory, made a new, a new RPG, which is more of like a PS1 style, like 3D graphics, called Onanaki. This, I think, makes me a bit more excited about their games because Lost Fear and I Am Satsuna are... I like the fact that they give Ode to Pro Trigger, but they're so boring. So, hopefully this is better. One can dream. <laughs> uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, got more stuff. I'm still excited for this. Uh, um, I'm not. It's, it's just a Marvel Cinematic Universe game. It look, I mean, you're adding all these people in there, so that's fine. They showed one new character. <laughs> Which... It's Captain Marvel, so that makes sense. The movie's about to come out. We'll I mean, the only had... non-Marvel Cinematic Universe character in that game was Wolverine. And I think he's the only X when they've shown, too. He's... I think there's... But there wasn't... Was there a lot, though? There was... I remember there being Jean Grey, Cyclops... Cyclops was in it. Iceman, Man. Gambit, Rogue... Beast, uh, I think? Uh, Beast was DLC, right? He might have been. Uh, yeah. Cable... I think he was, like, in the... One of them, uh, Magneto. He was really fun. I mean, they were uh, you. Th- those games. You, I mean, they were originally X Men games. So that yeah, they had a lot of X Men characters in those games. Right. Nightcrawler used to be a lot of fun too. <laughs> I like those games, so I'm excited for this. But again, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Rune Factory Four Special and Rune Factory Five. Are coming. That was a total surprise. I didn't expect these two to come, which is it's basically like Harvest Moon, but there's dungeon crawling elements. So maybe. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a, uh, what is it? That farming simulator game. Stardew Valley? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's Harvest Moon, yeah. but they fight. So, I mean, that's good. I've kind of always wanted to do something besides just have the farm. So, I can't say that I've ever played a Rune Factory game. So, sorry if that's your bag. Yeah. Um, you know, let us know in the comments if you really like Rune Factory. Why? I will say they keep tempting me with Starlink. Add more things to Starlink with Star Fox. And apparently now it's permanently twenty dollars. I might I mean, buy. It. That is essentially a Star Fox game at this point because, I mean, that's just not coming to the PS4 or Xbox versions. Right. One well, Star Fox was like the big hook. Yeah. For it, so, you know, if you got it on the other systems, which I don't know why at that point, unless you just don't care about Star Fox. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm still hoping that that Grand Prix game comes up, but the fact that they haven't said anything about it worries me. That's valid. Uh, do you think the Ritual of the Night actually comes out? Maybe. Are you? Did you like what you saw? Are you excited for it? Which one is that? That's that Bloodstain. Oh, yeah. That'll come out. Uh, I'm a little... I mean, who knows if that date is accurate, but I I think it'll be this year. I think people, yeah, I think like, he's delayed it so much that... Yeah, I mean, people have really shit on that game, but I like the demos that have come out. They were fine. Yeah, Curse of the Moon was really good. Well, not, no, I mean, like, the like the backer demos. Like I have, oh, yeah. I've played on Steam, and, I mean, they weren't... They felt a little weird, but... Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, the I game mean, isn't, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I mean, the game is three-dimensional, so that's why it, I think it feels a little awkward compared to, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is right. just a pure 2D game. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, of course that game is going to play better. Yeah, we'll see how uh, that goes. Just to sum up other stuff really quick, I don't know why Assassin's Creed 3 is coming. That looked right. straight up terrible. That looks so bad. <laughs> Awful. Like, again, I go with an ugly stick, man. Like, we're in like 15 frames a second. Uh, grid Autosport did not look good either. Um, that's, I mean, that's an, that's an, I think, an older game. Yeah. That might be the same year. But it's like, uh, holy crap. Like, Hellblade understandably look like they gra- they brought down the graphics because that game was beautiful on PS4. Yeah, but that game uh, is not a five-year-old game. Yeah. <laughs> that game did not launch on other systems, or, you know, the last generation. And why is Assassin's Creed 3? Like, that's... Isn't that, like, regarded as, like, the worst one? One of them, yeah. Probably because uh, they had the work done from the port of you know the one the AC3 coming out like next month on other systems oh okay because yeah if you're going to port a game port AC4 or Brotherhood or like that right AC trilogy that came out like yeah like Dead by Daylight which didn't look good but that game doesn't really look yeah that camera looks good anyway uh it was was funny I I was watching the giant bomb stream and I don't think they even knew what the hell that was because I think (laughs) It was Dan. He was like, is this a mobile game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, we have a huge Dead by Daylight player in Stephanie in the chat. She was freaking out. I was like, you already also, played like, this on PC. Like, come on. Yeah, that game, like, you, it's not like the Switch has like, a cellular network or you can just play it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You got to be tethered to whatever online thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of excited for Dragon Quest Builders 2. So, I'll be happy when that comes out. Uh, Deltarune is free at the end of the month, so there's that, Chapter 1. Uh, the trailer at the show was kind of funny with all the dogs. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 added Jade, and of course someone was mad that, the, you know, apparently she isn't as sexy. As... Yeah, I saw a video, actually by a woman <laughs> talking about, like, oh, Jade needs to be sexier, and it's like... She's dead. Yeah, also she's a zombie. (laughs) Hey, come on. 
get over it, folks. Like, you know, like I said earlier, there's Cedric Agura out there if you want sexy. And then I'm sure, like, Milena and Katana will still come and, you know, they'll be all sexified or whatever. Well, it's so. like some people, someone was complaining, like, Scarlet is called Covered Up too, And it's like, have you considered that these games aren't being made for, you know, horny 13-year-olds anymore? Yeah. Or that they, like, the developers grew up, like, why can't you? Right. It's like, you know, they're thinking about this being shown to East. Well, I mean, they just had, what was it, uh, DOA 6 showed yeah. a demo, and yeah. it was so um, scanty clad that they had to cancel it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Which, I mean, Sarah Kagura had that problem, too, but that was sort of expected. DOA still, the fact that they're still like that after all these years, I mean, I I get it. That's part of the lore of that series, and that's why they had those beach volleyball games. Yeah. But still, I mean, you know, grow up, people. It's yeah, fine. It's a game. It doesn't have to have people looking uh, like that. Especially again, she's a freaking corpse. Also, it's Jade. Who cares? Yeah. It's, I'm surprised they're not asking for, like, what, the Devorah or whatever to also be like that that they announced, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that Direct I thought was really good. I know that they didn't announce Animal Crossing or Pokemon or whatever. I feel like Pokemon's going to get its own Direct. Um, Animal Crossing was always going to be an E3 thing. I think people got their hopes up a little bit too much. Uh, yeah. People were like freaking out, and it's like, yeah, they weren't gonna show it here. I'm still wondering of like, are they going to port Metro Prime Trilogy? I mean, that was, I think, the biggest mystery or like the thing people were expecting that didn't show up. Because I'm starting to like get worried of like. But doesn't Metroid Prime Three have like a bunch of weird uh, motion control stuff? It was on the Wii U though. Well, I know one of, no one of them. In Metroid Prime came to, uh, well, that was a Wii game. Well, they, I mean, like, they were Wii games, but like the trilogy came to Wii U. Yeah, but the Wii U is a different, slightly different beast than. I mean, yeah, know, still the using the Wii, you can still use the Wii remotes. Yeah, but technically, you have the Joy Cons, though. You know, they yeah. sort of do the same thing. Not entirely, but mostly. Right. Um, what do you know? THQ Nordic bought another studio. Uh, <laughs> uh, surprisingly, though, Kingdom Come Deliverance sold two million copies. I didn't think that they sold. It sold that well. Um, Stewart liked it when he reviewed it for the site. Uh, some people seemed to like that. Some people didn't. And obviously had that also that controversy about the developer not thinking that they needed to have black people in the game. Yeah, the developer seemed slightly <laughs> racist. Yeah. Uh, it's like there were certainly black people in that time period. You just are choosing not to put them in there. Uh, okay. Warhorse Studios hasn't made a game but that, so maybe you're going to get a sequel. I don't, yeah. Oh. 
I mean, I guess cool for THQ Nordic, right? They keep buying all these studios, and apparently Darksiders 3 met expectations, so... What were the expectations? Sell 10 units? <laughs> I'm sure it's someone that... Uh, like, the last thing I heard about that game was, they, I think they patched it to be like, this is how Darksiders 2 played, and so many people complained, here you go. Okay. Yeah. I know there's people that really like that game and whatnot, but it seems to be very few compared to Darksiders 2. Right. And, like, Darksiders 1 is coming to Switch like 40 bucks. Yep. Well, Switch tax, you know. Always got to be a little bit more expensive. I mean, if it was both those games for, four, like, 1 and 2 yeah, for 40? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, but not 1. <laughs> Right. I'm just kind of like, that's a little bit much, but all right. Um, Harmonix announced Autica, which is a VR rhythm shooter. It used to be like Chroma Key. Chroma. Chroma. It was a PC game. I remember when that game was announced, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I cool. I still have that game, like, wishlisted on my Steam account. <laughs> I hope it comes to PSVR at some point, because I want to play it. Because yeah, it feels I, like... It, um, only being on Rift and Oculus seems a little... I mean, Rift or uh, Vive seems a little... Well, I think they have a deal with Oculus because that Harmonix VR thing, the Rock yeah. Band VR came to Oculus. So, what's that thing didn't do anything um you know like yeah i just wanted to kind of psvr because it feels like um the fantasia game but in vr right so and i never got to play the fantasia game because i never could act so hopefully it does yeah like i want more pc or psvr games well, plus, you know, after Beat Saber, having something like that doesn't hurt. Yeah. People seem to be uh, enjoying Beat Saber enough, so this may help them. Uh, Outer Worlds is apparently not going to be super long or true open world, and obviously some people were not happy about that at all. That does not surprise uh, me in the least. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, let's. I'm glad that they're focusing on making a good game and not focusing on, oh my god, it's got to be huge and it's got to be 100 hours and whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, thank you for focusing on what matters and not on the gimmicks that are of today where sometimes you make something too open and it ends up hurting your game. Uh, also, Catherine and Alice somehow decided to make controversy again. Uh, with Catherine. Uh, it's coming on September 3rd, 2019, PS4 and PC in the West, but apparently they changed the ending and really... Well, they, I yeah. mean, they added a new ending, I think. that's. Well, they added an ending where apparently like there's a butterfly effect or something where all the, the character gets reset. Yeah. And... Like, they make it to where Erica, who's trans, does not 
convert or whatever and or a transition and people were angry and I can kind of understand that the it was some vitriol for Atlas. I mean, not to mention people were already mad that apparently everybody thought Rune was going to be trans and that she's an actually alien. So, I mean, I have no opinion one way or the other, but no, I mean, as far as like mainstream developers, no either, no other developer even approaches shit like this. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to get pissed at Atlas, to do it's very small. Yeah. So, can you imagine like a trans? character in Final Fantasy? Like, no. <laughs> That's also Japanese, though. I mean, if we get away from the Japanese... No, no, no but... Yeah, yeah but that, that's the point. That's my point. Like, I mean, that's the that's the point, though, of, like, okay, Persona 5 had this problem, right? Where the Japanese localization team came in and said, hey, you gotta change this because of Japanese culture and Whatever. Um, I think that might have been Persona 4, if anything. No, it's, I think 5, they changed something. Where there's yeah. supposed to be a... Tr- I don't think it was one of the main characters. It was one of the, like... It was like a secondary character or something that might have been trans, and they changed it. Or, I mean, they, they did it with uh, Dragon Quest. It's not trans, but they handled... Um, oh, God. Uh, Silvando is great in Dragon Quest, and he's gay, and they don't make fun of him for being gay, they don't make, like, really bad jokes or whatever, they handle it very well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, could that happen sometime in the Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest or whatever? Yeah. Again, well, there, was it, that, yeah. there was that cross-dressing scene in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah, that's true. Which I'm sure people are waiting to see again in HD or whatever. I certainly am. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny for the time. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, Atlas, uh, perhaps, I mean, they have time to figure it out, right? They can change that again or whatever, but I don't know. Sometimes we gotta remember cultures are different, and it sucks. Like, shouldn't do that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Nino Kuni. Speaking of Japanese stuff, Nino Kuni is going to become an anime, uh, which I'm down for that. Nobody has the anime look. I mean, uh, I, I doubt Studio Ghibli is gonna do it. <laughs> well, um, Joe Hisasi, who uh, does. Uh, work for Suda Ghibli is uh, going to uh, work on it. Um, uh, Yoshiki Yoshiki Momose also works for Suda Ghibli is going to uh, work on it. Is it going to look like a Ghibli game? Probably, or you know, Ghibli anime? Probably not. But kind of like the, what they did with Nino Kuni too, they might try to get it as close as possible. Yeah. Like, would you want to watch it? I mean, you having played through the game and stuff, would you want to... I only 
played through the second one. I, I mean, is this an anime about the first or second game? I think they're just taking the story and well, I mean, making those are two it different, an anime. Two different stories. I mean, the first story probably lends itself better to an anime, though. Yeah. So, maybe? I'm down for that. Make it happen. Hopefully yeah. it keeps it keeps going. Finally, before we get to entertainment stuff, EA has apparently decided they're going to make a new need for speed and plants for zombies. Uh, why? Well, plants for zombies used to be cool before it became a mobile franchise that they fucked over PopCap. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad PopCap is doing stuff again, but... Like, that's not even really my issue. Like, you want to get our Plants vs. Zombies, like, go ahead, maybe it'll catch fire again. Like, Need for Speed, like, what are they going to do with that at this point? Like, Forza Horizon already basically took what they do and did it a bunch of times better, and... I mean, they'll continue to rub it, to burn it into the ground, and not have anything worthwhile. I I don't know what they're going to do with it. Maybe they'll have Christina Hendricks back to voice like the female character. What was <laughs> that really sold well? Shift? I mean, the last good Need for Speed game was most was uh most wanted. That Hopper suit was good, and then the last one before yeah. that was the other most wanted, and that was it. So, yeah, all the recent ones like no. You know, out of eight games, they've made three good ones, and it's like, that's not a great track record, guys. Nope. Especially when you use real cars, it kind of gets difficult to do a lot. Yeah. With that, too. I mean, a, a Neighbor Speaking could be made fine, but they just have no creativity, or they're just like, let's put an open world, and that's it. And have cartooning, like, have, like, a bunch of, like, weird you know, bolting on a new part shit. And it's like, this isn't fun at all. Especially because you can't pause the damn game because they're all online for no good reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, you know. I mean, if you want, if you want like a fun racing game, yeah, Forza Horizon, that's where you go. If you want like a realistic one, I'd say like Project Cars. Yeah. And if you want, like, a rally thing, that's dirt. Like, other games have su- su- supplanted, you know, Need for Speed. Or you just go back to Burnout Paradise, too. I mean, that, yeah, but that's a 10-year-old game. Right, but I think it could even do better than whatever they're going to do for Need, Need for Speed. I mean, the only the only fresh, and I say fresh loosely, is a uh, like another police game. I mean, that, there's a reason probably why Rockstar has not even discussed, or I wouldn't say discussed, they could have talked about it, but you really have heard nothing about them bringing back Midnight Club at all. Oh, no, like, they, Midnight they Club probably was... feel like, what's there to do? Yeah. Or like, remember, like, Project Gotham Racing? Yeah. yeah. But th- didn't that turn into, that just got replaced by Forza, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Ridge Racer, Bandai doesn't make that. See, the di- I, a new Ridge Racer would be cool, though, because it has a very distinct arcade feel. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it doesn't sell. 
I mean, Nintendo won't make F-Zero. Yeah. So, and Mario Kart's their biggest franchise, but F-Zero apparently doesn't sell because it's not Mario. And you don't have red turtle shells. Or blue turtle shells. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, Need for Speed fans, but you tell us why there would be a justification for bringing back Need for Speed. Yeah. Ah. One fan left. <laughs> so uh, Netflix went ahead and just canceled the other Marvel shows because you knew it was coming. Yep. Uh, Jessica Jones and The Punisher season two over. I, I am surprised about Jessica Jones, and I only say that because it's not out yet. Yeah. So the like, imagine the press junket for that show is going to be mighty depressing. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree there. Although Hulu has said, and of course it helps a lot that Disney's going to own like sixty percent of Hulu whenever this deal with Fox is over. Uh, so of course they can say these things, right? Um, Hulu's basically said that, yeah, anything with Marvel in the title, we're good to go, people. So, you know, you want to bring back Daredevil and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. And yeah, we'll do Fist. it. <laughs> not Iron Fist. Yeah, probably not Iron Fist. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess they could bring him back in Only Defenders. But... No, he was better. Like The second season of Iron Fist got, did, was better, but... Right. I think that character works better as like a side character, not a main one. Yeah. Like, I liked Iron Fist and... Okay, like that was a great episode, I thought. Yeah. Uh, animated series too, but I never said I want a whole Iron Fist show. Yeah. So. See, what they haven't said yet though is like if Disney is prevented from making those shows, or like if Hulu is prevented for like a year or so, or if they can just you know start making them now, they just can't air it. I mean, technically, That's... I guess they could announce it right and just not make it. Yeah. For a year, well, I think we'll what people see. want is, you know, just make it right now. Make it in secret. You know, don't tell anyone. And then, like the day the contract is over, they're like, "All right, here's the new two seasons of Daredevil and you know everything else." Right. Yeah. That's what people want. Because it might be a little bit realistic, though. Well, imagine how many new Hulu subscribers there would be. Oh yeah. Why do you think they're doing? Even though they're lesser. Why do you think they're doing these four Marvel shows that I'm about to, or five yeah. Marvel shows that I'm about to mention because they're basically trying to do their own thing. So Hulu basically announced that they made a deal with Marvel to make Marvel's The Offenders into four different series. Uh, so there's Marvel's MODOK, uh, which basically centers around MODOK. Uh, Patton Oswalt and Jordan Bloom are writing, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Hitmonkey, um, which I have no idea who Hitmonkey is. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a, a more obscure character than anyone else. That's deep cut, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's apparently a Japanese snow monkey uh, mentored by the ghost of an American assassin. He goes to the Tokyo underworld and stuff. I mean... Okay. Uh, Tigra and Dazzler. Um, Tigra. Tigra, sorry. Uh, what? 
Okay. It's late. I mean, Dazzler's kind of well-known, but... Yeah, and then Howard the Duck. Obviously, we know who Howard the Duck is. If you uh, like 80s stuff, you had his movie. Seth Green to voice him. (laughs) I I mean, why not? No, because he he voiced him in the Guardians movies. That's why I say that. Mate, why not? Like, yeah, yeah, he could. Um, And then, obviously, they would have come together for the, the Offenders. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. Uh, not something I say I would expect, but all right, let's see how it goes. I don't know. I could see Modoc and Howard. I can completely see. Yeah, Hit Monkey and Tigra and Dazzler. Yeah. The interesting thing is Dazzler is a mutant, so it's like I guess they're. Holy War against X-Men is over finally. <laughs> well, they didn't already said they're taking over the X-Men universe yeah. as soon as that deal goes through. So. And the Katie Pride movie is the only one that's on right now. But That's a shame. The one I was really interested in was that uh, Multiple Man movie with yeah, uh, whatever his name is. I'm kind of interested in the New Mutants one. I mean, that's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, that's going to end up on a Hulu at this point. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to get announced. I'm like, hey, we got a movie on Hulu right now. And also, like, the, I've heard that X-Men Dark Phoenix movie is in terrible shape as well. Yeah, that doesn't look very good. Yeah. Like, but, they continually try to... I mean, this is the second, second shot at Dark Phoenix, and it's such a overwhelming story in the comics that it can't be condensed in a you know two and a half hour movie because if yeah, I was, they, like it'd be like trying to do like the clone saga from spider-man into a two-hour movie like, all right good good luck that's why you you'd hope marvel could get in there and go well maybe we can do something about this so. yeah but i mean the movie's done like yeah unless you're gonna it's reach coming out, out it has it's there. Yeah, unless, like, Marvel comes in and goes, oh, well, let's add more stuff to it and make a second movie to finish it yeah. out. I doubt it, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Netflix is making a animated prequel series for Transformers, the War for Cybertron trilogy, and it's going to show up in 2020... I wrought, Rooster Teeth is also partnered with them, which makes me excited because they do good stuff for uh, animated. Um, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm down for some animated Transformers. Uh, bring back Beast War, you, Beast Wars, you cowards. <laughs> Probably not. That's the only Transformers thing I know at all. Not even the movie? No, I never saw any of those movies. No, the original? No, no. Really? Okay. Well, it's before you my gotta, time. You gotta watch it at some point. It's freaking hokey as hell. But you, gotta, you gotta watch it. Um, and to be fair, I'd never seen it until I was in college. Somebody just decided to put it on at a party. Yeah, because that, 
That came out like '84, I think. We right? got drunk and we all got drunk and watched it. And I was like, I was like, I was not drunk, and I was like, this movie is fucking bonkers. <laughs> like, what the hell? He was well, fucking like baby. Leonard Nimoy and yeah, uh, who's the other big like? There's another big actor in it. Yeah. Orson Welles. That's Orson it. Welles. Yep. Uh, it's. I mean, the soundtrack is ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's of course that's where you got the touch comes from. Yeah. All that. Um, the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover comic is going to get an animated adaptation for sci-fi. Uh, Troy sure. Baker is going to be one of the roles. So, go him. Yeah. There are a lot of really weird crossover comics, particularly with IDW. There's like yeah. a there's like a X Files. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover comic, X Files crossover with Transformers. You know, they do a whole bunch of weird crap. That's true. And Tara Strong is going to be uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. So, uh, for her. It's funny because I have that Batman animated series on Blu ray that came out like last year. I don't like Tara Strong as Harley Quinn. Oh, you don't? I, yeah. Or- She's just, she's just too overbearing. I would, yeah, I'd agree on that one. Um, like, I like Tara Strong. I mean, she's cool, but yeah, she. I don't like her in that role, and ironically, I don't like her as Batgirl either. <laughs> well, they're gonna have Rachel Bloom be Batgirl. Yeah. After this, so. I mean. I mean, I'm interested. I'm always down for more Ninja Turtles doing something. So, did you watch that? So. Do you watch the current Nickelodeon show? No. Did you watch the last one? Yeah, some. That some episode. That show ended on the most batshit ending for a show ever. It, it was in, it was amazing. <laughs> Because like, they just had to end it or something? Or? Well, I think they knew it was ending. So, like, the last, I think, two episodes are, like, a Mad Max. Like, it's not parody, but it's, like, an homage. Like, Raphael is Mad Max. Donatello is, like, in a robot body. Uh, Michelangelo is, like, some old hippie, like, living <laughs> in the wasteland. And, like, Leonardo is, like, the, you know, mutant like bad guy and it's like what the hell were you guys on this is great yeah really uh they were on something for sure uh Simpsons got renewed again like no surprise please let it that, die that's gonna keep getting renewed until those people don't want to do that anymore well I think Harry Shearer's almost there <laughs> like, I think he almost left like a few times yeah, he's left a few. T- said he's gonna leave. Uh, you know what? I love the Simpsons for all the things that they did during my childhood. Um, you have to wonder. Well, you have to wonder about him specifically because he's seventy-five. I mean, aren't they all old? I think. Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, but the actress who plays Bart and Lisa. Like, those two are kind of 
mildly young, or like Yardley Smith is probably like early fifties, maybe. Uh, okay, so they're not. But I mean, still, yeah. I mean, they've been doing it for thirty years. They want to keep doing it though, so. And Fox Yardley ain't gonna Smith say is... no right now, and they're dying for shows. Yeah. Uh, Bring back Hill. <laughs> well, you'd think they would, right? I think uh, Mike Mike Judge is too busy, but yeah, I miss that well, show. I, I mean, was... Silicon Valley's ending, right? So yeah, but I think he has something else. He does. I can't ever write this minute what it is. Yeah, it's some but... like weird music show or something. I mean, he, he just has uh, to keep making Beavis and Butthead and then King of a Hill. Um, well, I mean, speaking of bringing back old things, Nickelodeon is bringing back uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because that's having, what, a movie? Yeah, later this year. And they're also bringing back all that? Yeah, they just announced that tonight, or like the Keenan Thompson announced it, like officially. I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the same problem Activision has. Like, what does Nickelodeon have right now? They have SpongeBob and SpongeBob. Yeah, he's Mark Jones doing that Tales from the Tour Bus thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, that's what they've been doing, right? They, They keep doing cartoons on properties, known properties. Um, I think Nickelodeon so. owns Power Rangers now, too. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark was a fantastic show. Hopefully this thing is still good. Who knows about all that? But they need to bring back uh, Global Guts. We'll see if that acts. I don't think that will happen, but... I mean, they're bringing back all these other shows, so maybe. I mean, is there like a Nickelodeon show you'd want to see come back? Not really. I mean, I'm kind of... I I like Are You Afraid of the Dark. Like, I liked that when I was young, you know, a yeah. kid. So, um, I may watch it for that reason. Yeah. But, you know, when, you, when I was a kid, it was sort of scary because I'm younger and that might have... Yeah, yeah. Now you're kind of just watching to see what they do. Will it be good? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's it for us talking about uh, news and, and stuff. Um, obviously, Anthem releases officially after their fifth, ver- fifth or sixth version of release uh, for everybody on the 22nd. On Friday, um, Chroma Gun comes out for PSVR, which is a VR puzzle game about colors. Uh, on the 21st, uh, Steins Gate Elite comes out PC, PS4, and Switch uh, today. Uh, so is Yakuza Kiwami 1 on PC. Uh, comes out today. Uh, Yume Nikki uh, Dream Diary comes out for Switch. In a few days, Origami Shadow Edition comes out on Friday. Uh, the, oh my god, the How to Train Your Dragon game, Dragons, Dawn of the New Riders comes out 
on Thursday uh, for all the systems. Uh, and Death End Request, because Idea Factory has to have the weirdest freaking names uh, for their RPGs. It's, well, it's the new one from Compile Heart and Idea Factory. Uh, come, it comes out today, too. So Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, I feel like one of us is going to get stuck with that game. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I always get stuck with the compiler. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I already had some, Adam offer me record of Arborist, whatever, and I was like, nope. He knows uh, better than offer me that. Well, I was like, it's on PC, and I was like, I am getting a new PC, like, within a week or two, but I'm so backlogged that I don't want to take any damage. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm hoping that I didn't get sometimes transparency eats you in the butt. Um, you know, I don't know. Some I was trying to be nice and be honest with this person about why I'm just now playing Raiders in Australia that I didn't, I literally did not like, cause sometimes you know how Gmail has that, uh, notifications, yeah. the, the different, folders it got stuck in the notifications folder way down there i happened to look through it one day and i was like oh it says that this code got approved on the terminals thing and i was like oh it's this game that came out the same day as kingdom hearts 3 great it's like two weeks after it already came out oh and this game's like 25 30 hours awesome so i'm like 50 percent the way through and i'm like well I can tell you I might have something done by the end of the week and the person hasn't said anything, so I don't know if they're mad or just they're just not answering. I don't know. So but anyway, uh that's enough inside baseball for one show. So if you enjoy what you heard here, as always, uh you can let us know on our Twitter handles at W Ten Sean at Humanity Plague at W Ten Network. Um you know, I did have uh, one person hit me up during the week, and it's like, I always appreciate you guys uh, being honest about your feelings on games. And he then wanted me to give him my thoughts on Kingdom Hearts 3, and I gave him a pretty long summary. So. No, it took three hours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, hit that iTunes or wherever it is that you listen and hit the review button and let us know how, what you think. Thanks for watching on YouTube or any of the websites. Go check them out. And we'll see you here pretty soon again for episode 201. Later, everybody.